Hello, and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free, and no RSVP is required. So you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight is part one of a four-part series where we're talking all about the elements. And we're going to start with the element that we know the most, and that is the element of earth. So why is this important? This is important because learning how to work with the elements is one of the oldest and deepest forms of healing work that you can do. Long before we knew anything, frankly, we understood that fire was different from water and that our world and our bodies is a delicate balance of the four elements. This is important because Madonna was right. We live in a material world and we often don't spend enough time acknowledging the connection that we have to it and with it. And this is important because a lack of balance between these elements will lead to chronic mental, emotional, and physical dis-ease. So when I talk about the elements, what exactly do I mean? So the concept of four elements was first introduced by the Greek philosopher, scientist, and healer called Empedocles. Empedocles proposed that there were four basic elements that made up everything, and that was earth, water, fire, and air. Now this theory was first recorded way back in 450 BCE, so before the Common Era, and was later supported and added to by the philosopher Aristotle, who later added a fifth element, which he named ether. Now, this theory proposed that all matter is composed of four basic elements, and this was the cornerstone of philosophy, of science, and of medicine for over 2, 
thousand years. Now, while it was originally used to describe physical reality, Greek physician Hippocrates later used it to describe the four temperaments that a person can have. Now, while advances in science have now shown matter to be much more complex, if you've ever seen the periodic table, you know that there's way more than just four elements, the concept of four elements still aligns with the four states of matter, solid being the element of earth, liquid being the element of water, gas being the element of air, and plasma the element of fire. Now, the difference between these various states of matter has to do with how closely or how loosely the atoms are packed together. We're going to get a little nerdy here for a moment. Remember way back to like grade three science, remember that in a solid item, the reason that it is solid, it's because the atoms are densely packed together. The difference between an ice cube, liquid water, and gaseous vapor has to do with how closely the atoms are connected to each other. So in solid states of matter, the atoms are densely packed in. In a liquid, they're close, but they can move around each other, hence why they have more flow. In a gaseous state, there's much more space between the atoms. And in plasma, things like lightning, fluorescent lights, or neon signs, the atoms are still spaced far apart, similar to gas, but now there's so much energy that they actually split into smaller pieces. Now, if you've studied Wicca or any kind of esoteric philosophies, you'll know that there's a fifth element known as spirit or consciousness. This is what gives that fifth point to the pentagram shape. The spirit or consciousness is the observer of the thoughts versus the thinker of the thoughts. It's what completes that fifth point on the pentagram, and it is what transforms the four basic elements of matter into a being of God consciousness. God consciousness has nothing to do with religion or any kind of specific spiritual dogma. It's really just about an awareness of something beyond ourselves, and that is something that's really quite unique to human beings. Now, as we talk about these four elements, it's important to note that the main goal is balance. Each of the four elements that we're going to discuss contains its own unique properties, which are said to work simultaneously to create one united universe. None of the elements are inherently good or bad. None are better than the others. Each has positive and negative qualities. And the goal of this information is to know all of the elemental properties so you can find a way to bring balance to all of them in your life. Now, in Western astrology, each of the astrological signs is connected to one of the four elements, and it's the elements that actually creates the foundation through which the individual tendencies are born. The reason that an Aries is said to have a different personality than a Libra or a Capricorn has to do with the basic element that the sign is under, and that's where those properties come from. So we're going to go through these one by one. Now, in the past, we've talked about this idea that you exist on four realms or layers of reality. You've got your physical reality, you've got your emotional realm or reality, you've got the mental realm of reality, and then you have your energetic or spiritual realm. In addition to these realms being connected to specific aspects of the psyche, such as your unconscious mind, your conscious mind, or your higher self, each of these realms is also connected to one of the four basic elements. And it is in finding balance between all of them that we are able to find true and deeper healing. So let's start with the element of earth. The element of earth is talking about everything that you can experience with your five senses. It's the physical world. It's the part of reality that we think is real. It's what connects you to the world around you. Your only way of knowing what is real, what is outside of you, 
comes to you through information that we pick up through our five senses. So anything that you can see, anything you can smell, taste, touch, or hear is part of physical reality and therefore is connected to the element of earth. Now, while the element of earth can literally refer to the earth itself, it can also refer to things like your bones and tissues, what makes up your physical form. In the chakra system, the element of earth is all about the root chakra, which is also connected to things like financial security, prosperity and abundance, safety, and money. And so when we're talking about the element of earth, we're talking about the physical creature comforts that make being human so unique. The element of earth is also connected with the direction north. So when we talk about altars, we always represent the element of earth in the northern section. And it's also associated with characteristics of being cold and dry. The four elements are said to be a balance between four basic properties, dry, hot, cold, and wet. And it's the combination of these properties that create that level of reality. Now, as Hippocrates recognized, these elements not only refer to our physical reality and the structure of matter, but also very much reflect our own psychology. And we see this very much in the astrology and the astrological charts. So people who have a lot of earth element in their psychology, in their personality, those who are born under the astrological signs of Taurus and Virgo and Capricorn, those are the earth signs, have a tendency to really love anything to do with physical reality. They love planning. They love organizing. They love getting things done. The element of earth is all about the doing of the doing. It's very practical. It's very action-oriented, and it very much likes to be in control. People who have a lot of the earth element in their psychology really enjoy the creature comforts of life. It's all about food, physical pleasure, being in nature. This element is all about being dependable, being grounded, being steady and stable, and having a lot of integrity. And just like Mother Earth, who's always fertile, the Earth personality is very giving. It's very nurturing. Now, on the flip side, because it's so structured, because it's so physical, it has a tendency to be slow to change. When we're working with the element of Earth, this is not a fast, fast, fast kind of energy like fire, which we'll talk about more when we get to fire. The element of earth is slow, it's methodical, it takes its time, and it can also be a little bit self-critical. If you've ever looked at the tarot deck, you'll also know that each suit in the tarot deck is also connected to one of the elements. In the tarot deck, the element of earth is represented by the suit of pentacles. So when we're doing a reading and we see pentacles comes up, we know that we're talking about something on the physical layer of reality. We're talking about body or health or finances, money. So what? So let's say you identify that you have a lot of earth in your personality, or maybe not. Maybe you're like, none of that applied to me. What does that mean? When it comes to our healing journeys, we use the elements as ways to find balance, because that's really what it's all about. None of the layers of reality are inherently better than the other, but they all make up who we are. And so healing is about finding balance between all layers of reality between your physical reality, your emotional reality, your mental reality, and your spiritual or energetic reality. When we want to bring more of the earth element into our healing journey, there are some things that we can do. So number one, some form of a grounding practice. We're going to talk about that more in a moment.
You can work with the element of earth by simply bringing elements of nature into your home or your work environment. Have some plants around you. Put some stones or natural woods around. Have a big pot of soil that you can just stick your hand in or smell every once in a while. Working with the element of earth is all about nourishing your physical body. In the energy world, we all want to transcend our humanity and arise with the ascended masters, but you have a physical body, like it or not. And so working with the element of earth means acknowledging the physicality of who you are. It means that you nourish your physical body. While sometimes it feels like a big meat skeleton that we just lug around with us and have to deal with, the fact is, is that your body is yours. And it is a big aspect of who you are. Ignoring that part of you keeps a certain aspect of the healing journey locked to you. If you want to work with the element of earth, because it's all about safety and security, a really great way to bring this element into your world, it's not very sexy, but make an appointment with your accountant. Make an appointment or find a financial planner. Make sure that you have your money in order. I know that in the spiritual world, we don't like talking about money, but the fact is, is that it is part of the element of earth. It is part of the physical layer of reality. It is part of what makes up you. So if you want to bring the element of earth in, you can have all the plants in the world. You can ground and hug trees all you want, but if your finances are a shit show, then there's definitely room for some balance there. You can work with the element of earth by making sure that your physical space is uncluttered. This means your car, your home, your office. As above, so below. As without, so within. That means that your physical reality is a reflection of your internal reality. If your physical space is a cluttered fucking mess, I promise you that your internal reality is not going to be much better. You can work with the element of earth by giving birth to new ideas and then taking action to create them. If you have an idea and it stays in the mental realm only, then that's great. You have a lot of the elements of air in there, but in order to bring in the element of earth, you have to do something to make that idea become tangible reality. And working with the element of earth means knowing how to keep yourself feeling safe. Let's talk about that a bit more. If you look at human beings, we are a very vulnerable, squishy species. We don't have a lot of defenses from the world in terms of our physicality. We have immense brain power, and that has allowed us to build things like armor, build things like houses to keep us safe from the elements, to keep us safe from predators. But when all that is taken away, we're quite vulnerable. And so when it comes to our safety, the best place for us is close to the ground. When we talk about being grounded, what we mean is safe. The safest place for a human being is flat on the ground. Any amount of space above that can be dangerous for us. I remember way back in the day, I had a friend who was taking the laundry from her basement laundry room upstairs, and she tripped going up the stairs, tripped on one step, broke her arm, broke several toes, ended up in a sling and bandages and bruised and a mess for months, just because that one trip up a little tiny step. Being even a small step above the ground can be quite dangerous for humans. Again, we're quite squishy and vulnerable. And so for us, the safest place is the ground. 
Now, being grounded can mean literally being on the ground. And lucky for us, our neurology can't tell the difference between real and imagined. And so it turns out that when we imagine ourselves being close to the ground, that helps our neurology feel safer. So when I talk about being grounded, what we really mean is practicing something that helps us feel connected to the earth, either physically touching the earth or mentally imagining ourselves being connected to the earth. Now, there are a couple of grounding practices that we can bring into our life to help bring in the element of earth. Option number one, just sitting quietly for two minutes, no music, no other people, nothing, just being with the physicality of who you are without the distractions of the mental realm, without the distractions of the emotional realm, without trying to hide up in the land of love and light, but just being you in your body. Some favorite grounding practices are things like just being barefoot on the floor or in the grass, looking at a tree or even hugging a tree, sitting or laying on the ground. I always say, if you're not sure what to do, lie down on the ground. It automatically soothes your neurology and helps your parasympathetic nervous system feel safer. Some other grounding practices can include things like taking a walk outside. Focusing on the food you're eating, being mindful about it, putting your hands on the ground, or even gardening, sticking your hands in the earth. The reason that feels so good for so many of us is because it's literally putting our physical bodies into Mother Earth. It's a very safe, very grounding practice. Getting sleep, making sure that your body has time to regenerate is a wonderful way to bring in the element of earth. Doing things that build your physical stability and strength. This time of year, everyone wants to go to the gym to lose 20 pounds and be slimmer and get that sexy stomach. But the reality is, is that when you go to the gym, when you work out, when you do anything that builds your physical stability, builds your physical strength, what you're really doing is strengthening your physical realm. You are bringing in the element of earth. Now, since the element of earth, since the physical reality is all we really have tangible access to, it is the foundation for everything. So I don't care how much energy work you do. I don't care how much shadow work you do. I don't care how good you are at thinking your way out of problems. If you don't have a solid physical foundation upon which to build all the rest, then you're building a tower on top of a very shaky foundation. Another great grounding practice is just put on your favorite song and move your body or shake your body. Getting yourself in touch with the physicality of your body is huge and helps your neurology know that you're safe, which is what the element of earth is all about. Now, if you work with altars, then you can certainly work with the element of earth on your altar by bringing in plants or flowers, salt or salt lamps, wood, sticks, shells, even crystals. Anything that brings natural world into your space brings the element of earth in. Now, if you don't know what an altar is or how to work with that, that's something that I talk about in my online course. You're welcome to check that out at btgwellness.com bridge. So why would you want to work with this? Why would you care? Well, turns out the higher you want to go spiritually, the more grounded you must become. As above, so below. A tree can only grow as high as its root system descends below the earth. Otherwise, you have this huge, huge tree above the ground, little tiny roots, and the slightest wind will knock it over. 
In fact, the higher realms will remain inaccessible to you if you try to reach them without building it upon a nice solid foundation of the element of earth. Any kind of grounding practice that you engage in activates your parasympathetic nervous system. This is the one that signals that you're safe. This is the one that induces alpha brain waves. I don't care who you are or what you're doing until you feel safe. Any shadow work you do on the emotional realm, any work you do on your thoughts and gratitude on the mental realm, and any energy work you do on the spiritual realm won't stick as much as it could if you were grounded. And so when it comes to healing, it is very important to make sure that our neurology feels safe, that we feel grounded and connected to the earth, that we have the element of earth in our healing journey. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that learning to work with the elements is really about tuning into all aspects of who you are and all realms of reality. If you only work on the mental realm, if you only work on the spiritual realm, at best, you can get 25%, 50% healing. If you want 100% healing in your life, you must be working with all layers of reality and all four of the elements, including the element of earth. Remember that the element of earth is all about your physical reality, the here and now. And that requires action to manifest. In other words, you have to do something. You can make all the vision boards you want. You can journal from today until tomorrow. Unless you're taking action on those dreams, nothing can manifest in your physical reality. And remember that balancing the elements in your life will lead to more balanced healing journey. This is not about one being better than the other. This is about balance. This is about knowing that you exist on four realms and you are made up of four aspects of reality and you need to work with all of them in order to find the healing that you crave. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Of all layers of reality and all the elements, I'll tell you, the element of earth is the one that we like the least because it's the one that feels the most. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through either of my websites, either btgwellness.com or livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Um, I, I'm an earth element. Yay. Yay. And full Capricorn um and I I you know I didn't realize that um you can be out of balance in other elements but if you're a full earth element um how do you know if you're really I mean critical of myself is one thing but how do I know I'm even balanced within that element because you know I mean I I can look at myself and say oh that describes me perfectly but how do I know I'm living and practicing it what signs am I looking for within myself? Uh, you know, contentment is, doesn't often come really good with earth elements and Capricorns. We just are really critical and really controlling. Yes. And, you know, Taurus. So I totally get it. So when our life is flowing, when we are feeling like no matter what shows up, I've got this. I may not like it. I may not want it, but I got this that's a sign that things are in balance. If something shows up or just the thought of something shows up makes it be like, nope, there's no way I could ever possibly handle that. 
then there's an imbalance there. So it's about how is your life flowing and what traits can you bring in from the other elements to help temper the earth? Because earth on its own, it's not like earth is better than fire, is better than water, better than air. It's about a balance. And so sometimes what we need to balance the element of earth uh, often we'll need some water, some flow. We're usually good at the fire because we're good at the doing of the doing when with the earth elements, but often we lack the flow, which is where the self-criticism comes in because there's judgment. When there's flow, which is like, all right, we're going here now. All right, we're going here now versus why didn't we go here? We should go in here. So water can often be a nice balancing point for the element of earth. Okay. But we need all of the elements to be balanced in our life. We need to be able to when, so at the end of the series, if you can look at all the lists and be like, I'm all of those things equally at different times in my life and in different moments. And I know when to be more earth and when I need more water and I'm flowing well with all those situations, then yay. And most of us get out of balance a lot because we're humans and we have to deal with other humans <laughs> who aren't necessarily balanced either. So it's about an interaction between them versus a one and done. I've got more of this in my life. I'm done. Check mark. Good to go. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. And by the way, you could be, so I am a Taurus, which is an earth element. And my earth element in my life tends to be my challenging spot. So just because you are that doesn't mean that that comes easy for you. It's about identifying places where we can bring some more balance in. And it's about making sure that we have a representation of all of it in our world, making sure that you're working with all aspects and identifying, okay, I'm really good. I have plants in my apartment, but I'm not really good at just being still. Cool. So I'm resisting some grounding areas in my life. I'm resisting some earth there. Fabulous. So it's about identifying how I can start to bring things in. There's no goal of perfection. There's never going to be a point in your life where you're like, done and done. Everything is balanced. My chakras are aligned. My elements are working for me. Like, no. <laughs> You'll get it for like a minute and then like something will change because like a person will walk in with a problem or like, you know, things happen. And so it's not about being one thing or not being another thing. It's about knowing how to be all things. That's balance. Balance is being all things. Because when I'm all things, then nothing can phase me because I'm all things. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap, with me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www.btgwellness.com circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.